members of the OG army. Get those wallets unfolded. Coming up next on the other ground live stage, prepare for an eargasm by Passive J and Big Dalton. Good afternoon, and welcome to yet another edition of Under. under <laughs> okay, let's try it again. Good afternoon, and welcome to yet another edition of Other Ground Live. I'm Passive J. That's Big Dalton over there. Say hello, Ryan. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Saturday, June the 13th. And if the world was a girl, I'd stick my dick in the ground. Fuck the world. How you doing, Jay? <laughs> I'm doing not too bad. Uh, I see the OG army is forming up in the chat box. Always good to see you guys. Uh, how'd your day go, Ryan? You know, not too bad. Kind of just a relaxing Saturday. Um, got the dogs out to let them run on the beach for a while. Came back, just kind of relaxed. Had the first ever food delivery where they didn't deliver everything that I'd asked for. Uh -oh. So apparently there was a shortage of some things in the area here. Luckily, it was just <laughs> a couple gallons of orange juice that I order oh. every couple weeks. So oh, I think right that's on. not that big of a deal. Yeah, Um. no, it's not. Uh, it could be a lot worse. And honestly, God, I, I think my wife's actually started to do some shopping at stores. Uh, and I don't. she hasn't mentioned anything about any issues. I have stopped going to stores uh, months and months and months ago because she doesn't really want me to go. She thinks she thinks uh, you know that with my health issues would be a bad idea. I tell her that's not probably an issue. But on the other hand, I hate going to the store, so I don't argue all that much. <laughs> uh, let's yeah, see. I figure if I need it, like I have a probably like a half gallon left. I always order that shit too much, actually, and end up throwing right. stuff out now and then. But yeah, like if I run out, like obviously I can just stop by a store. Not that big of a deal. I wonder if I can have orange juice. I should look that up. Uh, I always liked orange orange juice but i was afraid it was too acidic to drink a shitload of it like i always figured you probably shouldn't drink like a half a gallon of orange juice a day or some shit like that well i mean you're already supposed to be eating two oranges a day well that, you that have a little bit happen. of orange juice <laughs> yeah Jesus um, Christ, I, well i don't think i can have oranges i'd have to look that up there's lots of fruits i can't have um like for instance i know i can't have apples anymore <laughs> But we, we don't want to talk about my health issues. Let's move on from that. Uh, you got anything you want to talk about before we get started on my stupid bullshit? You know, there's not really a ton out there. Um, following up to a point that we kind of made weeks and weeks ago, there was the story about uh, Chuck E. Cheese catfishing their uh, their own pizza. Well, oh, yeah, 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 out, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, now it comes out that they are on the brink of bankruptcy and may end up closing. Uh, well, the, to the surprise of none, really. I mean, who honestly goes to Chuck E. Cheese nowadays? Now, I guess I'm not their target demographic since I own a video game console and I have no kids. So there's zero reason for me to go to Chuck E. Cheese. No one has ever went for the pizza. That's why it was a joke that they tried to call themselves something else and trick people into ordering pizza from them. Um, but I'm surprised they lasted this long. I mean, seriously, that's they were a product of the 70s and 80s when you couldn't play video games at home uh you know by the 90s when the 90s hit uh people you know people were already getting into video game systems and what little uh arcades that were left were way more high tech uh, did you ever have anything like a game works near you no no okay no game what that is is that like uh, is like an arcade is it, what yeah. is it yeah, yeah, it's an arcade but it's like a super duper arcade they normally put them in like upscale mar uh, bars now, excuse me, upscale malls. They'd have things like restaurants and bars that are part of it. Uh, all the video games that you could ever want. And then lots of uh, 
big specialty ones. Like I remember the one that near me had like a three story wall game where you, uh, and, and with the screen set up to make it look like the side of a building and you sat in like chairs that elevated up and down up this three stories where, while you had guns and you shot and you shot at, uh, you know, it was a shooter, uh, basically a shooter on rails is if you know what the term means, like you don't get to choose where you go to shoot at shit, but instead of like ha- having the normal one, they had you actually physically bounce up and down. Uh, they had like a 10 station or a 12 station, uh, formula one race car thing. I mean, you've, you've seen all the race games of two, three, sometimes even four stations where you and your friends can all race together. Uh, this one had 12 and they had a whole bunch of big multiplayer games like that. Like I think they had a six person, uh, cycle racing game. Uh, it was just you know, really a really upscale version of, uh, an arcade, uh, and Chuck E. Cheese really couldn't compete with it. The neighborhood, the neighborhood arcades certainly couldn't compete with it. That was the death of them. Uh, they were already having issues. Uh, I, I happen to know this because I was, uh, I grew up in an arcade. I knew a guy that owned one. We basically, me and my friends paid for his Corvette. Um, uh, and it was a cool place for me growing up, but he was driven out of business, uh, by the fact that the games got too expensive for him. He was in a, a strip mall, uh, literally his space was literally like 20 feet across and like 50 feet deep with a little L to go like 20 more feet. He had like 14 or 15 pinball machines and like maybe 30 video games. Um, and almost all of them were fighting games because he knew his audience. Uh, but unfortunately, the arcade game industry shifted away from fighting games to those big multi-station games. While he could afford to spend three or $4,000 for a stand-up arcade game, those station ones were like $5,000 a station. So he, he would have to invest $20,000 into a single game that took up four times the amount of space and still made him pretty much the same amount of money. Uh, and, it, and it eventually drew, uh, drove him out of business. Yeah. So along the, uh, the whole video game idea, are you going to buy a PlayStation five now that it's been officially announced? No, uh, not the only way I will buy a PlayStation five is if my PlayStation four dies. Because uh, the only thing I use it for is to play Rocksmith. And if it ever dies, I will need uh, some sort of PlayStation to uh, access the PlayStation Network and download all the games I have bought over the years. I don't use it for anything else at this point. I don't, I don't even use it to watch uh, TV or um, uh, movies all that much anymore because I have a Roku hooked up to that TV as well. So there's really no point. Uh, about the only thing I would use it for other than uh, playing Rocksmith is to watch uh, Blu-ray discs because the only thing we have in the house that uh, plays Blu-rays. But we, m- about half of our fucking library is digital now anyways. Yeah, I don't... I'm, I'm kind of surprised consoles are even still a thing. Mm, I mean, yes and no. I mean, there's... they. Uh, not everybody wants to have a full-blown computer and uh some people like the interface playing with a uh, console way better even though a really good, good computer can simulate like a control pad just as easily as the playstation or xbox does uh some people just don't want to fuck with that they just want a nice simple uh, computer for to surf the net or for their work needs and a completely dedicated system to play games and when the playstation 5 comes out it'll probably blow away anything except for what the really uh, top of the line computers can do. But like in two or three years, you'll be able to buy, buy or build a computer that'll blow that thing away. Uh, you know, that's just the way technology works. Uh, just keeps on advancing like that. And computers are normally ahead of the playstations and counselors and such. Well, yeah. And there's the entire idea that, yeah, PlayStation five comes out or something, say it's a, a little bit better than a PC. Like you can actually just, you know, swap a part into that PC 
now it's better again. Yeah, Instead of having you to replace the entire goddamn thing every however many years these consoles are lasting. About 10 years, it seems like, for a cycle. It seem, uh, maybe a little bit less. Um, it seems like I've been the PlayStation 4 has been around for 10 years. I don't know. I'd have to look it up. Uh, but I've been in both positions. Uh, like right now, I own a computer that, at least when I bought it last year, was a pretty good gaming computer. Uh, I always buy not the top of the line, but the next level down whenever I can because you save a ton of money. You don't you don't want to buy this year's model because it's it's comes at a premium. Uh, but you wait a year when the new next new thing comes out, which is like ten percent or five percent better than last year. Uh, and it costs you know all of a sudden what the the last year's models have to price now. Uh, so this is a pretty good computer. I think I paid twelve hundred for it. Uh, it's got good stats. Um, and it's uh, way, way, way better than a PlayStation 4. It kicks the shit out of it, obviously. Uh, but when the PlayStation 5 comes out, it'll probably be better. Uh, but I'm sorry, I went on a tangent. But what I meant to uh, bring up is I've had both because I have a PlayStation 4. I've had gaming computers in the past, but I've also went through periods where I didn't want to fuck with it. And I wasn't really interested in computer gaming because there's a lot more uh, depth and breadth of library on the consoles, really. They're, they make way more games for that, that than they do for the PC. Of course, most of the big titles come up on all of them, uh, but it just seemed like it was just easier just to have a console and not fuck with a computer. So I take it you're probably not a big like Grand Theft Auto person, but no. did you see the uh, the news on that? No, no, I didn't. I, don't get me wrong. It's a fun game, I guess. I, I, I enjoy the concept of it. I hate the fucking controls for that game. It just feels so fucking sloppy. So here's the interesting thing, and this is where you can see the point that like video game companies give zero fucks about people that actually want a good game anymore. And mm. all they care about is microtransactions. So there was an interesting kind of infographic that was out there. And these dates aren't going to be perfect, but it showed like grand theft auto from 2000 to like 2010 or 2011, something like that. And there's like four or five different games Basically, they come out every couple of years, that sort of thing. And then they show 2011 to 2021, and it is literally Grand Theft Auto V. It came and out you know, that long only, ago? It was a PlayStation 3 game, and it's going to be launching on the PlayStation 5. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, sorry, the, and the only me. difference between all of those, that first chunk of four or five games and five is the introduction of GTA Online with microtransactions. Mm -hmm. They've com completely it. abandoned actually making a new experience for anyone. They just want to bleed people dry. Yep. So all they have to do is keep on adding more imaginary content for people to purchase. Because while I don't play the game anymore, you see, you know, uh, having a PlayStation, or I don't know where I can see a problem, maybe on fucking random emails, they're always saying, oh, well, this new car, now you can buy this apartment. This thing now is available. You know, all this new shit for people to buy uh, to for the same game that they've always had. And like you said, it doesn't uh, advance the story. Very rarely do you see them uh, add something that's actual content. It's just like fucking bling. But, and there's, so I understand it, and I also see the side that it's absolute bullshit, and I think we should get rid of it. Um, you can see the idea around like free to play games that have microtransactions, because mm -hmm. then there's at least a balance, right? Yeah. Like you can choose just to play the game, not spend anything, and you got a free game out of it. 
then you have the microtransaction side that they actually make some money. But when you're spending 60 bucks for a title anyway, and then their entire like platform is to make you keep buying other shit, like something's wrong there. Well, I guess the counterpoint that I'm sure the uh, game people would tell you, the developers was like, well, you paid $60 for the original adventure, you know, because it does come with a story where you play through like, I think two or three different characters over the course of the story. Um, and they would point out that's what the original $60 were for all this other stuff is additional free content. That's a bonus to you. You don't have to go out and buy a new game because with this, you know, this free game that we're going to continue to give to you because you've already paid for it. So now it's free, obviously, uh, we're going to keep on giving you more free stuff. Well, we might charge you for it, but it's available for free. And look, we're going to let you play online for free forever. So you can go out and play all these games, you know? So there's a flip side to everything. I totally understand what you're saying. And that's the reason why you're, there might not ever be another Grand Theft Auto uh, numbered one because online is just going to go on forever. It's basically an MMO for Grand Theft Auto now. Yeah, which is absolutely stupid. And then you get the ones that are even worse, like your EA, Mm -hmm. where they come out with like a sports game every year and it's 60 bucks. And again, the only game mode they put any effort into is the one with all the microtransactions. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there, they're tr- they get you like, and I've gotten to the point like, so I used to be like a big sports game person, right? Like every year I'd play Madden, like I'd played some competitively, like shit like that. But anymore, like literally, the only thing they ever put any effort into or update anything into is the stupid like ultimate thing team thing where you're buying like packs of cards, mm. and. Like, to be competitive in that, like, you have people spending, like, hundreds of dollars a week on this shit. Oh, Jesus. And then, and then after the year is over, all of that is worth absolutely nothing because now the new version's out. Yeah, and you know what? I play like, a game that's kind of like shit. that. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, and then they managed to bleed so much money off of you, uh, off something that every year you're going to have to buy again. Uh, and I'm actually involved in a game like that, kind of. Uh, I think I've mentioned before, I play Magic the Gathering Arena online. It's the same as the uh, card game, but online. Uh, and obviously, you have to get your cards someplace. Uh, it's a free-to-play game, and they give you like four or five different starter decks and things like that. Um, but other than that, you have to get um, your cards from packs, just like if you're playing for real. So you have to buy virtual card packs. Now, they give you plenty and plenty of ways to earn them for free. Like, uh, they give you different quest things like, you know, play uh, attack with 30 creatures or play 10 land cards. Just bullshit stuff. You get one every day and, you, you know, and they can pile up for several days. And b- basically what it comes out to is you can earn one or two packs a day playing if you, if you put it like an hour or two into it. Uh, but the other thing is, each expansion, you would probably have to get bare minimum 50, 60, 70 packs to have any chance of getting all the cards in that expansion. Uh, now, you can buy packs. Like, for example, there's a new expansion coming out, uh, in, I think, in two weeks. You can buy 50 packs of pre-order for $50. Normally, it costs, like, about $5 in cash to get three packs. So you can see that if you want to play the game competitively and have most of the cards, it can fucking add up. Uh and just like you said, they have their way of making sure you keep on paying. Now, they have something called historic mode where you can play any card you want forever. But the standard mode rotates cards out. Every year, they rotate out the, the oldest four uh, expansions. 
I think you can, uh, there's like eight expansions that you can play at once. So like in September, they're going to drop out four expansions. And so you won't be able to play them in standard mode. So you, to stay competitive, you pretty much have to keep on buying these expansions as they come out. Uh, and like I said, once again, you can earn all the packs, but honestly speaking, by the time you earn all the packs, you're probably halfway into the next expansion. So you almost have to spend a little bit of money if you want to stay competitive. Yeah, that shit just it, that it, it just bothers me fundamentally. Yeah. Now, like, these, like this is the way uh -huh. that everything is driven now. They want basically they want to encourage you to gamble. Is really what they want you to do. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what that is. Fucking uh, uh, with the uh, card games that you're gambling, you're you're uh, paying money in the hopes that you're going to get the valuable cards that you want, and not bullshit cards. Uh, Magic also does soften the blow a little bit because they have something called a uh, a wild card that you can get in packs or earn in certain ways, which you can use to purchase whatever card you want of that type. Like there's common cards, uncommon cards, rare cards, and ultra rares. So if you get like an ultra rare wild card, you can get any ultra rare that you want. If you get an uncommon wild card, so on and so forth. Um, and honestly speaking, I, I think about I drop about $20 a month on it. And I feel like I stay freaking competitive, uh, mostly because I don't try to build a bazillion different types of decks. I find one or two that work for me and stick with those. So it's not that hard to build a single deck without spending a lot of money. Uh, that also means there's also tons of cards that I don't have, but they're not ones that I'm that I feel like I need. So you can play it cheaply and be competitive, you but you just can't have like all the cards or have a five or six or ten different decks for different strategies. So as far as the microtransaction things go, it's not too bad compared to a lot of them. Uh, on the other hand, I played a game for a while called Crossout. Really cool game. It was based on like the apocalypse where you can build vehicles and then fight them against other people in like, in, like battle royales uh, or team ones, like eight on eights, like eight, eight people with their own vehicle and then eight people on the other side in this big map. Uh, and it's like post post apocalyptic where you can put like different weapons and armor and shit on your vehicles. And it interested me because it wasn't like where you picked a vehicle and then put armor on it or put weapons on it. You built the shit up from ground the ground up. Like here, literally, it's like okay, I'm going to put a frame here, another frame piece there. Okay, only attach wheels here and here, and then built it up piece by piece. So everybody had their own fucking vehicle. They were all almost all unique. You can get blueprints to build stuff. But you, for the most part, people built their own shit. So you can see uh, some crazy stuff. The problem being, each and every fucking part costs money. Yes, you could. Yes, you could earn it by you know playing missions and, and winning and shit. But the process was so slow. You for for like the best weapon that you could get, you literally have to play six months to fucking earn that thing. And nobody was played at all about having to spend money on it. It was one of the funnest games I've played, but eventually I was like, dude, this fucking thing is just a fucking money pit. Just when you get a hang on it, they release something else and you have to buy that shit all over. It was, and it got expensive. I quit uh, rather quickly, despite how fun it was. I, I wish that they made it more uh, reasonable because I'd like to go back and play it. I just can't, I just can't put, make myself spend that kind of money on it though. Well, that's the problem. Like we've gone to the point, like, it used to be about creating like an awesome experience and a fun game and something new. And now it literally is, is like, what way can I build something to make people addicted to the gambling portion of it to make as much as possible? Yeah. Yeah. Um... So like Sly is talking about it right there. Like talking about like, so he has a son that like has monthly passes, subscriptions, like all this shit to a game. And then someone else comes in and just, you know, drops several hundred dollars. And then all of a sudden, you know, they're king shit. 
And then yeah. the son's going to want to do the same thing. And like, we've gotten to the point where it doesn't matter like how good an actual game is. They literally are designing it to get you to gamble and get addicted to the gambling portion of it, mm-hmm. which is bullshit. I, oh yeah, definitely. I've never played it, but apparently uh, the star Wars battlefront game that came out had a big problem with that. Uh, like you could only play one or two characters and you had to unlock all the rest of them. Uh, and the only quick way to do that, cause it was one of those ones where yes, you can, you can unlock anything. It just takes fucking forever. Um, so basically if you wanted to play Darth Vader, you had to spend like fucking 10 bucks or some shit or whatever it was. Uh, and it might not even been like, uh, I'm not even sure if you could buy him. You might just had to buy a random chance at a random character. I can't, I, like I said, I didn't play the game, but I remember it being a shitload of controversy of it. And, uh, well, I, I, yeah, that one actually had a gigantic backlash because it, initially yeah. EA came out and said, well, no, everything in the game you can get by playing the game. And someone calculated it and like you had to play like a thousand and forty hours or something to get a character. Yeah. Or spend like fifty bucks. Yeah, that's bullshit. Like, I'm sorry. None of us have a thousand hours to sit there and grind just to get the person that we should have got by by spending sixty bucks on the fucking game. Yeah. Like that's yeah. the other problem, is like you have these things that you're buying for now, generally somewhere between like 40 and 60 bucks. And now they also all always have these like deluxe editions to where you'll get, you know, new maps or downloadable, whatever. And now mm-hmm. it's a hundred bucks and there's yeah. still microtransactions. Yeah. 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 They like, call God it season damn. pass and a lot of them. Yeah. You know, yeah. And some of those aren't a bad deal. If you wait, if you wait it out, sometimes it is like I've seen games for, you know, they used to be sixty dollars, and you know, and then then they had a, an expansion for twenty dollars, an expansion for twenty dollars, an expansion for twenty dollars, and then or you could buy the entire thing for like an extra twenty dollars. You can call it have a call a season pass, uh, but it's still bullshit because most of the expansions are stuff that should have been part of the game in the first place. Yeah, and Sly makes another great point. Like, there's an entire ecosystem around this now, so you mm-hmm. have these games with all of that. You know the microtransaction like currencies that you can actually get you know in game by grinding for you know thousands of hours Mm -hmm. and now you have like all of these like third world places like you see it a ton in china like he says you also see it in indian places like that where they have a bunch of people just sitting in a room grinding this shit so you don't have to so you can pay Mm -hmm. you know instead of a hundred bucks for you know a a thousand tokens or whatever you can pay them 50 for that same amount and they just sit there and they take over your account for fucking a, a day oh and that's not new uh that dates way back to everquest uh back in the like the uh, late 90s and early 2000s uh that's where chinese gold farmers got their start uh because it, it was actual gold the way it worked back then there wasn't microtransactions or things like that but you could still pay someone to uh buy you could buy gold off people and then you would run across these people occasionally just doing mundane quests and killing small monsters over and over and over again. You know, they would basically find out what's the best yield to their, you know, amount of time they're putting in, uh, not them. Basically they'd be told what to do. And in, in, you know, and they were a problem in some, uh, servers because they would take over spots that people needed for quests and, you know, you couldn't get your shit done because they're always there doing that shit. They wouldn't respond to, uh, you know, tell uh, messages or anything like that because obviously they knew better. They most a lot of them didn't even know the language. Um, they were just told to do this over and over again and ignore everybody else. 
but you could buy gold. Like, you know, you go to this a website and, you know, you'd say what a server you're on, how much gold you wanted to buy. And, you know, and then you go through the transaction and you give them your character name. And in EverQuest, everyone had mailboxes. So you could mail stuff back and forth in the game to your friends and stuff. And you pay your money, wait an hour or two. And a, a random fucking person that you didn't know, just sent you a shitload of money in the mail. Yeah, that whole system, like, I just, I don't know what the fuck happened, but, like, it's gotten to the point where, like, half this stuff comes out, and it's just not fun. They release this, like, half-done game just because they know, really, the only thing that they're going to do is just get people hooked to the microtransactions, mm. and then they don't have to care about not doing a good job. Yeah, yeah, um, and I'll be honest, as far as video games in general, I've kind of lost interest. Uh, Fall, Fallout 4 was the last game that I seriously played. Um, and it was a long time be between, and Skyrim was probably the one before that. Uh, I have trouble finding, you know, I, I, I reached a point where I'm wasting money because I'd buy a game, play it for like a half hour, an hour, and go, Meh, and basically never play the fucking thing again. Uh, so I got really picky about what ga video games I've played and, and I haven't actually bought one, uh, at least not for my PlayStation in, in probably a couple of years. That's well, because it's all shit now. Like I've noticed that, like I said, I used to love like sports games, but now mm -hmm. I can't buy a sports game without a pop-up on every like loading screen saying, now, have you checked out these new packs? <laughs> I don't fucking care. Like I'm not here to gamble. I'm here to play a game. Now, and, like, other... so this is this is mm -hmm. something that's actually coming out like across like the content creator kind of uh, lane is how bad these games have gotten. Like they don't care about the gameplay, anything else. Like literally, they are building games around microtransactions. So you've gotten, and and I'll just put this on the football side of things. So like Madden is absolute shit now. Oh, it's there was not a Madden good, champion huh? that so there was a Madden tournament. And I don't remember how much money it was for. But the guy literally had a punter for his quarterback because they're, the game is so bad, you can literally run just this like one run play every time and win. Oh, I think I read something about that. Yeah, he he never passed once. He just running plays the entire time. Yeah, and this is supposedly the most accurate simulation football on the market. <laughs> well, perhaps not so much. Um so now, but, like, the content creators out there, like, your people on Twitch and, like, everybody that really matters for, like, general consensus around a game, hmm. like, half of them are going back and playing NCAA football 2014. Oh, wow. <laughs> because it was one of the last times that it was actually fun to play the actual game. Yeah, and I'll be honest with you, there's, a, there's another reason why I stopped playing video games. One of the few games that I found that I, I enjoy were shooter games, like the online multiple player ones, you know, like Call of Duty. Although I gravitated toward the Battlefield series because I like the, the fact that there was vehicles in it and things like that. Do you know why I stopped playing that game? The, uh, those games in general. The other players. No, because I <laughs> fucking suck at them, dude. I played them for years and years and years and years. I suck. I don't know why. I'm just not good at it. Uh, the the, on the PlayStation version, I can't aim worth shit with those little controllers and things like that. Uh, I did way better on the uh, computer version of it, but the last time that I had a uh, gaming computer before this, I could handle that kind of game. Uh, cheating was so rampant in the game that fucking it was no fun anymore. 
Uh, they fought against it quite a bit, but you know, at least on the computer side, for years and years and years, there were all these kind of uh, game bots and other programs you could use to cheat. So what I would say, there is one pretty goddamn fun shooter game out there right now. Yeah, Escape from Tarkov. Mm, I assume on the computer side, because from the way yeah. you've spoken, I assume you don't you don't really fuck with the consoles. No, like I think I have an Xbox One sitting somewhere in a box. I have a PlayStation Four somewhere. Like honestly, out of like the four TVs I have, I think one of them has been turned on in the last three weeks. Like a console probably hasn't been turned on in a probably a year or more. Uh, but yeah, so Escape from Tarkov is a shooter game kind of built around like raiding on maps so you go and like get items and stuff like that and then you're able to like build and buy your guns and all these things so you're going against like uh you're going against ai that are kind of patrolling the map and then also other players and the goal is say you have 30 minutes on this map you only have one life like you have to go through get what you want and then get out but there's not really much cheating it's a game from this Russian publisher that like they wanted the realism to be absolutely ridiculous. So super fun game, not really any cheating hard as balls. So you're going to die a lot, but everybody dies a lot. Right. Oh, when it's, yeah. With those realistic ones. Uh, I remember when I did play battlefield with my buddy, um, occasionally he liked playing in the realistic mode instead of regular one where basically if you get shot once you fucking die, um, and I was like, dude, I'm suck at this game anyways. Why would you make me do that? <laughs> but hopefully on a, on a uh, computer, I'd do a little better with the aiming. Uh, that's why I always liked the, the computer version a little bit better. Uh, the most fun I ever had was playing a game called uh, Battlefield 2040, I think it was. It was a futuristic version of Battlefield. And this is back in the early 2000s, I want to say. Me and my buddy Ulysses used to play it all the time. He, him over his house, me at my house. Um and he played a sniper and I played a supply guy. So he'd get up in a, a good spot to snipe at people. And I would cover his backside as, cause invariably he pissed people off and they come looking for him. And the supply guy had like a mounted uh, fucking machine gun. <laughs> so he'd be popping people. They, they try to sneak up on them, come around the cor- corner and there I am with a machine gun. Fuck you, bear. Uh, good times. <laughs> yeah. So I, I would definitely recommend at least giving it a shot. Like that's a, yeah. It is a fun game. Like I said, again, it's not something that there's like a bunch of cheaters just, you know, aimbotting or magically appearing behind you, shit like that. Right, right. Well, the reason it'll I know be there's super, these... it'll be super, super frustrating until you're used to it. But like, there's also the parts of that game that like I think someone like you would kind of get into, as far as like assembling different gear and like the weight will affect how you move and like just figuring out exactly what you want your guy to have actually oh, yeah. building guns you'll learn more about guns that way too because it's all very accurate like models for guns and the different attachments as far as you know like your scopes extended magazines different butt socks like all of that's in there so i think someone as neurotic as you would be building guns for half an hour oh yeah yeah and you and you fucking nailed me at that point i'm not sure if i ever spoke about what i like about, about the most about most uh, some video games uh, like that Mech Warrior game that I uh, was playing for a while. I still go back to it every once in a while. Uh, dude, you could, you know, you got your own mech, but you could 
uh, fucking customize it and modify it so much. Like, you know, strip off different weapons, strip off armor, put different, you know, I'll put all kinds of different stuff on it. I'd spend like an hour just designing a mech, then spend 15 minutes playing it and go, nope, that's not what I want. Uh, same thing with that cross out game. Uh, I like fucking sitting around and fiddling with stuff and tweaking it, trying to get the best. Uh, uh, results I can get out of it. The other, same reason I like Magic the Gathering because you you know you fucking have all these different cards and you got to figure out which ones work the best together. And when it's a competition uh, and you beat somebody like that and you know you beat them because you thought the shit out better than they did, it's very satisfying. Yeah, so I think you would really enjoy like parts of this. You also have like a there's not really base building I would say, but you have like this base where you can do things like build a Bitcoin farm because out on the map you can find like uh, graphics cards, stuff like that hmm. to get like a passive income. And yeah, there's a bunch of shit in there that I think you would get squarely behind. Hmm. You just have yeah. to not get super frustrated and dying a lot because everybody dies a lot. Like you start <laughs> having fun once you realize that, that like on these raids that you do, you're probably not going to make it out on like 60% of them or more. <laughs> so there's a very high fail rate. Well, I think part of it is like this, this development team, these Russian dudes, like they want it to be very, you know, lifelike as far as like life sucks most of the time. <laughs> I can get behind that. Uh, and there's certain games like I haven't, like there are games that I wanted to like, uh, uh, like the last of us. It seemed like it had a cool concept. People loved it. I couldn't stand that fucking game. Once again, the control system on it just fucking pissed me off. I'm like, just feels clumsy and fucking stupid. You know, uh, that's one main reason I didn't like Grand Theft Auto. Like driving around felt like you had your hands in fucking mittens. You know, it's like, man, so, you know, I want a lot more precision in my games. And I realized Grand Theft Auto tries to do a lot of things. So some of it's not going to do very well. But driving games were another thing I liked quite a bit. Um I haven't found a good one in years and years and years because once again, I like driving games where you can fuck with the car. I'd like to find a really cool one where basically you can put whatever engine and different bullshit in the car that you wanted. Uh, but I haven't seen like that, anything like that in probably a fucking 10 or 15 years. Yeah, I don't, I've never really been a, a racing game type of guy. Mm. I don't necessarily know. Yeah, like the original Gran Turismo, you couldn't really modify it and that too much, and, and for the most part, you fucking shouldn't. <laughs> That's one thing I, I learned in certain, at least in that game, I didn't know shit about cars, and I really shouldn't be fucking with shit like camber and you know different suspension settings. You'll fuck up a car really quick on Grand Theft, uh, Gran Turismo by fucking with the suspension if you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, I think like the I think the Need for Speed games, you can do some of that stuff. Yeah, various ones over the years have, and some of them could, and some of them couldn't, you know, and I, I, like I said, I kind of lost interest in video games uh, in general, and nowadays, I don't really have a lot of time now that I'm back to work. I I'm, I literally get up, work out, go to work, I'm at work all day, I come home, I eat something, I do the radio show, I go to bed. <laughs> and that's You're okay. You know. fuck. Well, it's, it's not bad to have an active day, especially after all the time off I've had. It's not bothering me yet. I'm tired, but I'm not upset that I don't have a lot of free time. Uh, it's, it's okay. I have to be an adult sometimes. Um, I mean, you know, uh, and I'll have Monday off, so I'll be good. I'll be happy with that. So basically what you're saying on Monday is you're going to end up installing escape from Tarkov and then just disappearing into your computer cave room and not coming out until Tuesday when you have to go to work. 
No, no, no. I'll have to do the show at six. <laughs> no, I do have some chores I got to take care of. I'm. I either have to pay someone to do the gutters, or I have to try to man up and do the gutters. Um, I'm not sure if I have a. We have a ladder, but I'm, it's only like medium height. Uh, so basically, uh, I'm not sure if I can get high enough, and I'm not sure if I want to. Because I'll be honest with you, I'm slightly concerned about falling. <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah, yeah if I was but gonna the, do something like that. I would either like Task Rabbit or Craigslist. That apparently it's not. It shouldn't be too expensive. I got a small house. We're probably talking in the hundred dollar range, hundred fifty max. Uh, but still, it, it, it's something that I could probably take care of in an hour or two and save myself one hundred fifty dollars. I'll be honest with you. I'm kind of worried about falling. I wasn't joking. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, it's not. I don't have any special balance issues or anything like that. But I'm kind of awkward, and shit happens. Uh, but it needs to be done. Like I said, over the front porch, I noticed last time it rained hard, it was leaking between the gutter and the roof. Yeah. <laughs> so it's overflowing the back way. So, uh, and my gutters have some sort of kind of weird mesh, uh, leaf guard on them. It's not a metal thing. It looks kind of like, it looks like a Brillo pad almost, but it's kind of spongy, but apparently the water's supposed to go through and keep the leaves on top. But I think probably they're covered and who knows if, if some of them might've gotten through it. Um, my buddy did it for me, uh, year before last when I was sick and he said he basically pulled the covers back on most of them got underneath it because there was stuff in there and you know cleaned up the covers and put them back on the best he can he said that they weren't in great shape so if I hire somebody better covers for one yeah yeah so if I hire somebody they might just just tell me I need to take those off in the first place you know because they might be like mossed over to the point where you can't clean them off yeah regardless I, I mean I think there's probably something to be said for people that are as tall as ladders should not be on them (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah i know and i thought i feel like a pussy saying that but dude i'm gonna be 50 in a couple of years and you know um i don't want to fall <laughs> damn it jay this is where you're supposed to have grandkids to do this for you yeah yeah i don't yeah i don't even have kids much less grandkids and you I give them care. like 10 bucks and like a plate of brownies and they're like shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah people were like saying have a neighborhood teenage kid do it for 25 dollars I'm like, uh, well, for, for one thing, I, I live in a dead-end road that's filled with retired people and a couple young couple, couples. So unless I can convince them to let me hold their five-year-old up over my head and have him clean it off, there there is no youth help for me around here. Like I said, I would just hop on, like, task rabbit probably, find somebody yeah. to do it. Usually yeah, you'll I find just... someone that's pretty reasonable rate-wise, come over, knock it out, and you don't have to fucking deal with it. Yeah, yeah, I'm just trying to be frugal with my money because I found out, uh, looked it up the other day, and I 100% have to pay taxes on all the unemployment I got. And uh, don't get me wrong, I, I had them take out as much taxes as they will let me uh, before they sent me it, but that's only 10%. And I think we all know that uh, you have to pay more than 10% of your uh, wages and taxes. Well, yeah. Yeah, so... Besides you know, that, so you mm-hmm. should get to the point where... On this next year's of taxes, you should probably start doing itemized deductions Hmm. and, you know, itemize out all of your internet bills and like a bunch of like technology costs and everything else, because you are a part-time podcaster now. That is very true. And I've always tried that. Like I use a tax software. It costs a little bit of money every year, but it's well worth it to not have any worries about it. And they normally do it both ways. They're like, Hey, you want to try itemized? Yeah. I'm like, Oh sure. Why not? And at the end of it, like, yes, you'd be best going with the standard deduction. I'm like, yeah, I know I'm fucking poor. Thanks. 
but I appreciate yeah, see what you mean. Like there, there's a reason that I still coach generally a couple people at a time. Yeah. And like, and I don't ask for much money generally when I'm coaching people, it's going to be like one of those things that like 50 or a hundred bucks a month for coaching. So at the end of the year, I'll have, you know, like a couple grand to put as like income for being a strength coach. But then I get to write off so much shit. All of the strength equipment stuff I do, I get to, you know, write off my entire business or my entire basement as like a place of business, like all the supplements and everything else I take, like all of that gets written off, get, get to write off a ton of food, a portion of utilities, like all of this stuff. So it ends up working out. Hmm, I'll definitely look into that. I need every tax advantage I can, I can get this year. Uh, normally, I do my taxes pretty good. We might have talked about this. Uh, I, I Like last year, we got $500 back. To me, that's a small uh, failure. Uh, zero would be perfect. You know, um, My wife was very unhappy when she found out we were only getting $500 back. And I realized, I told her, you realize that that's our money, right? Uh, we just lent it to the government. Now they're giving us back. Why would we have wanted to give, lend them more? That's a tax-free loan. I mean, excuse me, an interest-free loan that we give to the government. Uh, so I want them to have as little of it as possible. So getting $500 back, hey, I'd rather be obviously get something back than, oh, but I tried, always tried to set it up so that we got back as little as possible without having to pay anything. Well, that's the thing. So, like, I have it set to where, like, my actual wages, I have it set to pretty much where it would zero out at the end of the year. Right. Before, like, any sort of other deductions and things like that. And generally, I get back anywhere between, like, two to three grand. Uh, well, hopefully, itemizing my shit like that will help me out like that. Because uh, right now, uh, I'm pretty sure we're going to owe a shitload of money. And I, and I yeah, honestly I don't just... know what we're going to do. Yeah, I just figure, like, if big businesses are going to use all these tax loopholes, like, I'm going to use as many as I can as well. Hmm. So instead of having an effective tax rate of, like, 35%, 40%, like, I'm probably in, like, the 13 14% range. Oh, well, that's much better. <laughs> yep, and uh, who knows, by then uh, I might, oh, I, I'm happy to say we had our very first deposit from Podbean, uh, it takes them, you have to get to, to a certain amount uh, before they pay you out into your uh, PayPal account. And it, it's also, like, I guess, lags behind. But we got a $20 check from Podbean uh, like three or four days ago. We are fucking rolling in it. Oh, snap. That's enough to send me one of the three cases of White Claw you owe me. For your <laughs> Two. Phone going I, don't, off on air. I don't know what you're talking about, sir. <laughs> you were the yes, one baby. that like let me know about the rules. Like I didn't even know that was a thing, but yeah, you yeah. wanted to say it. I, well, I, you know, I was just making conversation, talking about other people's shows, sir. <laughs> I'll no, get apparently this is, like a, yeah, this is like a this is like a standard thing. It, I actually, I probably is. God, who knows? I think I've heard it from more than one show, but uh, um, I, you know what? I don't remember where I even heard it. it might have been TV or something too. You know, uh, with some sort of recording environment. I remember hearing them saying whenever someone fucked up, they owed everyone a case of beer. So I guess I'm lucky. I just work with you. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. when we have the OG meetup sometime in 2021. Like you're just supplying cases of White Claw. <laughs> Luckily, that shit's cheap, comparatively speaking. <laughs> oh yeah, it's not like I would, you know, tell you that every time your phone goes off in the show, you owe me a bottle of a Seven Wood. Yeah, yeah, that would be horrible. 
Ah, uh, there's not that bad. Like seventy four ish bucks, I think. Jesus Christ, I've never bought a bottle of anything that costs seventy four dollars. <laughs> but it's so goddamn good. And Sly, I see you in the chat. Weren't you asking for like Scotch recommendations the other day? If so, you need to go get Jura Seven Wood. Just give it a try. Man, I've only tried scotch once, and it was horrible. Um, I guess just like anything else, it's something you got to kind of acquire a taste for. Um, I tried it because the Scottish bartender at work, we were at a party that uh, one of the other bartenders threw at his house. So there's a lot of, basically, there's all employees at the country club I work at. And uh, this the 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 other bartender, um, Robert, is a Scottish. He's an older dude, probably in his 60s um with a with a heavy scottish accent but the funny thing is the more of his scotch that i drank the easier he was to understand i don't know if it's because the drunker he got the easier he was to understand or the drunker i got the easier he was to understand but usually i can't tell what the fuck the guy's talking about by the end of the night we were best buddies chatting it up <laughs> telling each other our life stories and shit it was a weird thing and then the next day i woke up hungover and couldn't understand what fucking word he said again I wonder if there's like an inverse reaction for you with drinking. Like most you know, people, the more they drink, the worst they the worse they speak. But you're like super marble mouth to begin with. Mm. Like I wonder if like twelve shots in, all of a sudden, like you can you know you can recall names and actually pronounce them correctly and form coherent sentences. Like it might <laughs> it may be amazing. You know, one of the very last podcasts I did for my old show, uh, Barely Adequate with Chris and Jay, uh, we did a drunk cast. I guess uh, several different podcasts were trying, were doing shows while they drank during the show. And uh, that was the last time I got drunk, as far as I can remember. Uh, I don't know how the show went. I refused to go back and listen to it. I, I imagine I was pretty fucking silly. People tell me that I get even more talkative when I'm drunk and uh, very friendly and, and quite annoying. So I'm not sure if it's a good idea to unleash that guy again. Uh, interestingly enough, though, I've considered since, yeah, as I've told you, I get home, I barely have enough time to eat and like smoke half a joint or maybe, although I managed to finish it all the day before the, sto the show starts, I'm considering not smoking that joint. It'd be interesting to see what happened if I did the show completely sober, because I feel like I don't have these, a lot of these speech problems when I'm at work. So maybe it's all tied to me being high. Imagine that. Drug uh, use has some sort of effect on people. Wow. I would, I would hope not. You realize I, you know, that's one of the few things in life that makes me happy. There's my wife, my dogs, and my drugs. So, <laughs> so I don't sad. know. Eh, yeah, it probably is. Like I said, I've been doing it for a very long time. Uh, but the, and I, you know what? I actually wouldn't have much, that much of a problem. But the thing being, I go to bed right after I get off work. And so that means I would not get to smoke pot during the week anymore. Well, it may be like a good thing to try to recharge. Like, try it for a week and see how you feel. All right. You know what? Like, uh, obviously, the first couple of days, you're going to feel like garbage. So, you need to give it at least like a week to see what the actual response is. Right, right, right. And, you know, honestly, I don't have any issues with not smoking it at work. I don't think about it. I don't go, oh, man, I wish I was smoking a joint. The thought never crosses my fucking mind. Uh, I don't want to get high at work, I have no desire to. When I get home, though, I'm like, okay, let's eat something so my stomach doesn't go freak out and smoke something before the show starts. Um, 
And I'm going to keep on smoking until I think uh, next Wednesday when I go back to work again, because you know, tomorrow's my last day for work. And then when I get off work, I want to relax. And then obviously on Monday, I'm going to start smoking. Uh, oh, yeah, so I guess maybe on Tuesday, I'll try it. No, you know, actually, I have this Tuesday offer. They, uh, I told them I wanted a day off, so I have someone else coming in. Uh, so Wednesday, Wednesday, when I go back to work, I'll uh, um, give it a shot. Try it for a week. And then maybe what we'll do is we'll do a sober October Hmm. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like if I go do it for a week and decide I don't want to keep on doing it, then you know, in October we'll try, we'll both try to quit what we're doing for a while. Well, yeah, it's like the entire idea for the entire month of October. Like, yeah, no, no drinking, no drugs. And then generally you add something else in there, like whether hmm. it be some sort of like fitness goal or whatever else, like, right, right. That's, that's one kind of cool thing that Rogan and his friends did over the years because I kind of followed that with Burt Kreischer not drinking for a month and hmm. like it's an interesting idea to take a month get rid of you know whatever vices you have and like set out to do something you know worthwhile right positive and, and see how that shit goes and then you come back on November 1st and you just get wrecked <laughs> oh, I can only imagine. As as I think I mentioned, uh, three maybe three or four years ago, I managed to quit for like six months, uh, and I'm so mad at myself because I'd, I'd reached a point where I really wasn't feeling it for it anymore. I think about it every once in a while, but I was pretty much past the worst part. And then you know, like uh, someone called me up and go, "Hey, you want to come over and you know smoke a joint?" Uh, and Brandon was like, "Sure, why the fuck not?" I get there, he's like, "Hey, I got some extra. You want to buy some?" Sure, why the fuck not? And you know. And so, as soon as I got home, I don't lie to my wife. I don't keep anything from her. Yeah. As soon as I got home, I was like, I, well, I got a bag from so-and-so. She looked at me and goes, you're so fucking stupid. <laughs> and she was right. I was. So, and she, she was pretty upset about it. The thing, the thing is she quit smoking cigarettes at the same time that I quit smoking pot and she managed to keep smoke, not smoking cigarettes. And I'm back to smoking pot. So she, occasionally she threatened, maybe I should start smoking cigarettes again. I'm like, come on, you know, better than that. Just cause I failed. Doesn't mean you uh, should you, she hasn't smoked cigarettes in like three or four years or something like that. Uh, so she's, she's, uh, done with it. And, uh, I should be done with pot. Honestly, really there's, I enjoy well, I think it. We've but, all, we've all established that she's the mentally strong one in the relationship. I mean, She's the one quitting smoking and she yeah. actually made it in the military and didn't get kicked out. She gets That's... promotions at work. Like, yeah. goddamn, pal. Yeah, yeah. They're in the good news department. Uh, uh, you know, she was up, I mentioned that she was upset yesterday about uh, not getting much of a raise. Yeah. Okay. Well, today the, uh, the, the big, the big boss pulled her aside and, and told her that, you know, uh, her immediate boss, you know, uh, he, he said, you know, I was, I was you're just going to have you have that 50 cent raise, but your boss so-and-so was so impressed with, you know, uh, how you, uh, I've been maintained, how, how, what, how good of a shape you got the locker room in, in such a short period of time and this, that, and the other, that, you know, he wants to give you a $2 raise on top of that. Yeah. <laughs> and, which is bullshit because obviously it's, it's the big boss doing this shit, but for some reason he wanted to, you know, uh, um, attribute it to the immediate boss. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, she's much happier today. So, you know, a two fifty, two hundred dollar and fifty cent raise is obviously a lot more substantial than two dollars. I mean, than fifty cents rather. So, that will help quite a bit. <laughs> you know, math says that's almost you know four times as much. Right, right. Well, that basically that's an extra hundred dollars a week. So, um, which is nothing to sneeze at, right? Yeah, an extra 
two bucks an hour. That's what, like, around mm-hmm. four grand a year, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that'd be so that would be uh, so five five grand for uh, if it was uh, two fifty. Well, yeah, I'm just taking the two because the fifty cents was already there, right? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. She would got that anyways. Uh, which is still not a not a horrible race. Um, yeah, remember she didn't make that much to start. Uh, so it, things are good at work. We we're pretty happy with what's going on. Um, they and they did hire. Say she's the breadwinner now. Besides being the mentally strong one. No, I no. I still make a fair amount more than she does. I've been there for a fucking long time, and they've been giving me at least two or three percent raises every year. And the first couple of years, I got a couple of substantial bumps. I didn't make shit when I first started working there. When I started working there uh, back in 2005, they paid me $10 an hour. Um, I, I make a fair amount more than that now. Uh, so I make more than she does, but she's a lot closer than she was last year. Yeah, I have zero earthly idea what I make per hour. Oh, yeah. You get paid salary. Yeah, let me just see. Last year... 52, carry 40. Yeah, I'm in the 40-some dollar range. Yeah, yeah, I'm not quite that. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you guys. I make about I make $20 an hour, uh, So, which is not a lot of money. Uh, but on the other hand, I made $10 an hour 15 years ago, so I've doubled my wages. And she just got bumped up to sixteen fifty because she made $14 an hour last year. So we're not rich people, but we make enough to get by. We don't. Our bills are low. Our uh, it's we're we're kind of on the edge right now because of all the things that are going on. And honestly speaking, I'd be more I'd be really happy if we had like ten or fifteen grand in the bank instead of like two or three grand, because uh, shit happens. But I hopefully we'll be able to get by. I, I try not to worry about shit like that. There's no, uh, we well, yeah, work as hard as we can and take as many hours as we can and try not to spend money. I don't know what else we can do. Yeah, it's not like you're in a super expensive place to live. Like, yes, I understand no. your actual area. You have a bunch of expensive houses, but like mm-hmm. actual cost of living in Michigan isn't that bad. No, no. And as you guys know, I got my house pretty cheap. Uh, my utilities were pretty cheap right up until we got that fucking hot tub. <laughs> uh, my my wife loves that thing and it's and, and I like it as well. But it's basically added a fucking hundred dollars a month to our fucking electric bill the last couple of months. Oh yeah, my electric bill is just starting to be the absolute pain in the ass that it is every summer. Well, Since, you know, during I the like to I like to keep you know the thermostat at about sixty three degrees during the summer. So <laughs> you got to pay for that shit. Uh, well, we use window air conditioners normally in like in in the winter our, our electric bill is like fifty or sixty dollars, and in the summer it's like one hundred and twenty uh, because of the winter air shit. I'm afraid that like next month when we, when we get the bill from the window air conditioners and the electric bill, it'll be like $300 or some shit like that. And I have no clue if we're even gonna be able to keep that hot tub up during the winter, you know, cause that bill was the hundred dollar bill was from like March. <laughs> so in December, I'm not sure if I can, I, 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 we might have to take it down. I, we just might have to, it'll break her heart. And she she, you know, she has a lot more physical job than I do. So I think she actually needs it for her physical woes, but we can only afford so much fucking money after a while. Right. Exactly. And God damn it, Stray, my food bill isn't that bad. You know, I got <laughs> I got that delivery a couple weeks ago of that, you know, 20 pounds of chicken. That was, you know, right around 200 bucks. That's not that big a deal. Um, my meat that was delivered today, I got somewhere around 10 to 15 pounds of beef, uh, some assorted cuts. So that was another, you know, a little over 200 bucks. So I would say just for meat for a month, you're probably looking at eh, about 400 bucks. 
But then adding on top of that, like veggies and rice and pasta and stuff like that, all that shit's pretty cheap. So, like, if I'm actually staying on task and not ordering out a bunch, I'm probably around 600 bucks a month for food. That's not too terribly bad. I mean, it's a lot for one person, um, you know, because, you know, there's people uh, that, you know, that's their budget for their family. Uh, but it's not, that's not ridiculous. Uh, I figured it'd be way more than that. You know, like, you always see, like, uh, videos of like those uh, world's strongest men competitors and stuff like that rolling through the uh, supermarket and just filling carts full of ridiculous amounts of shit. Well, that's the thing. Like when I'm actually, you know, following kind of my own nutrition plan and guidelines and working out like I need to be like, I'm at a point that at my size, when I'm at where I should be and not the badass I am now from COVID, like I need somewhere between like four to 5,000 calories a day just to stay where I'm at. Right. Not having any muscle atrophy. So like you have to eat a lot. Okay. I imagine I'm, I'm stru struggling my ass off to get to 3000 calories. Uh, cause I, from what I understand, uh, uh, at least according to the apps and shit, I need to get 2,400 to 2,600 calories, depending on how much I work out just to stay where I'm at. Yeah. <laughs> And which, and I have, and I struggle to get that much. So, you know, um, uh, honestly, I don't think I'm ever going to be huge because I can't shove the food into me fast enough. Uh, I, I got a life going on, you know, I can't eat at my desk any, any more than snacks. If nothing else, I'm limited by my job at this point. I only get to eat a certain amount of times a day. Well, see, that's where you just need to, you really need to pack a ton of calories where you can. So yeah, like in yeah. everything that you make, you need to like be adding in like butter and shit like that. Can't have butter. Can't have butter, my ass. <laughs> dude, it's so it, dude, it's so restrictive, dude. And it, and, when, and every so single get, time I go, oh, maybe that one won't hurt me. It fucking hurts. Grass-fed butter is not going to hurt you. I don't and know. if I it does, it, then fine. Get a container of MCT oil. And just add that to all your meals. Maybe I'm wrong. I think I'm, pr I'm pretty sure I read that. It's, it's me. Like there are things that you can add to the things that you're eating that isn't going oh, you to know add a it's, ton it's, of volume. Right, right. I can have some butter. Uh, it's low FODMAP, but it's not none. So I, I can have some, but in moderation. So I can try some, yeah. Peanut butter I can have. Yeah. Uh, this, this sly dog mentioned peanut butter and uh, almonds, uh, I'm not sure. Cause like for, I can't have pistachios. Um, there's like certain nuts I can have and certain ones I can't have. Uh, and every, every time I've tried something that's a, maybe it's a, maybe not for me. <laughs> so I'm starting to think I might have be one of the more severe ones. Cause some people can have certain things. That's why I keep on taking risks and paying for it because it's individual for each person. And God damn it. We're talking about my health shit again. Okay. We're no, no, we don't want to talk about that shit. Uh, so no, dude, we're how talking about gaining weight. Like so at right. work, like just every day, bring a goddamn container of, of peanut butter with you. Just here and there where there's a lull, like literally take a tablespoon of peanut butter. <laughs> no, I've not, known people no, no, that have no, had no, to I'm do not. that. I know I'm not laughing at the idea. Uh, the nature of my job is I sit there at a phone that can ring at any time. Anytime, there's no way to predict when it's going to ring. I, I, the, I can just imagine myself like taking a, uh, a uh, scoop of peanut butter, getting in my mouth just as the phone rings, and picking up. 
<laughs> as long oh, as you shit. have a bottle it's... of water there, you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, when I was eating bagels, I stopped doing that because bread is poison. Uh, I used to have to take like little tiny, you know, I couldn't take a bite out of a bagel. I'd have to pull off little tiny pieces and pop it in my mouth so that like if like if the phone rang, I could just like squirrel that shit in my cheek and <laughs> and try to talk without it being too distorted. <laughs> uh shit so yeah I, mean, I like peanut butter uh uh i've told you before like you yelled at me about it because you know it's not really what i'm supposed to be eating for my diet uh, I, I was trying peanut butter uh sandwiches no jelly just on peanut butter and white bread on uh, my stomach and had no issues with that so far well it, but that's the thing right so like when i'm talking about having a jar of peanut butter or eating peanut butter sandwiches like the problem with the peanut butter sandwiches is they're taking place of another meal that you could be having of good food. Right, right, yeah. Whereas just having that. the jar of peanut butter is just you adding extra calories throughout the day whenever you can. Yeah, that, yeah, that's very true. Uh, Sly asked me if I, how often do I eat oatmeal. Almost never now. Um, I, I have, For a while, I went through a phase when I was being healthy where I would eat plain oatmeal and maybe just uh, you know mix a little bit of peanut butter in it because I was trying to gain weight. Uh, and that was what I ate, I think, for breakfast uh, for two years, and I burnt myself fucking out on it. Uh, then I let my diet slip a little bit, where I, and I'd have some flavored oatmeals. Uh, I can't have the flavored ones now because they have shit in them. I think I'd have to look it up again. I think I can have plain oatmeal, but I'm so fucking sick of it. That I don't really want to get back into eating it again. I might, though, because like I said, I'm just looking for stuff I can put in my body without it hurting me. Yeah, whatever it is, we need to get you eating like actual food. Oatmeal is not great. Um, God, what are the? There's some things around oatmeal that you can do, like the overnight like stuff that like ferments it or whatever else. Like I've never been an oatmeal person, so I don't remember exactly what it is. But there are things you can do with oatmeal that makes it better. Yeah. Oh yeah, like uh, for instance, someone just uh, like I just did a random uh, meal for a day for people for IBS. Uh, breakfast, a bowl of oatmeal with cinnamon without sugar or, or artificial sweetener. Lunch, grilled or baked chicken or fish with a baked sweet potato without butter. Well, I don't know why they say that. I think you can have potatoes. And dinner, spinach salad with lean protein such as grilled uh, chicken made without oil. God, dude, it's so restrictive. I can't, you know, I mean, I granted a lot, it'll be, it's going to be a pretty healthy diet, but I'm going to be eating a lot of the same shit if I can ever figure out what, what I what can get into me. Yeah, it's you're going to find things that are that still taste good that your body can handle. We just need to figure out exactly what that is. Yeah, yeah, it's very you know, like for instance, tomorrow I can't have uh, what they're serving for lunch, so I need to figure out what I'm going to bring in. We're out, we're I cook something to bring in, but we're kind of out of everything. We're supposed to go to the store on Monday, so literally, like the the employee meals bratwurst, and I looked that shit up, and the chances of me being able to eat that are pretty fucking slim. Because uh, a lot of them use spices like garlic and onion powders and stuff in the mix for seasoning when they make the bratwurst. Uh, so it's one of the things that they warned that you, very very few people with IBS can eat that shit. Um, and really? All you can't side, have bratwurst? God damn. Yeah, and I, I know. I like bratwurst, too. It's, yeah, it's one of the few meat things you can't have. Uh, like, some days I'm good. On uh, on Thursday, no, I'm sorry, on, on Wednesday, the... Uh, no, on Wednesday it was hamburger, so I was okay. And on Friday it was tilapia. Uh, and they used, like, a light Cajun... Uh, spice on it which didn't give me any problems so i'm not a huge fan of fish but it was edible and you know compared to what i've had to eat lately uh which is you know the same thing over and over again i was actually fairly happy with it uh, i wasn't able to like you eat the salad because it had a golden italian dressing uh that had like less than two percent of garlic or onion, onion powder 
And since I was already eating something that I wasn't sure of, because like with the tilapia, I wasn't sure if I'd be able to handle the Cajun spices. I knew I should not eat something else that I might not be able to handle. Because if I had a problem, I wouldn't know which one it was. Yeah, I'd probably jump off a bridge if I were you. Just saying. <laughs> Isn't it suck, dude? I mean, you know, and like right now, I'll be honest with you, right now I'm having issues. Uh, I they're not they're fairly mild ones, but because I could not eat the uh, uh, like. Uh, did I tell you about this already with the barbecue chicken and shit? I mean, I no. might have started the show with this. Oh, um, I'm having issues right now because uh, I work today was barbecue chicken. So I figured I'd be able to just like take the skin off of it because uh, I can't have barbecue sauce, but I can obviously have chicken. Uh, but they are, they're also giving you, uh, they changed the, the silverware that we have. This is a disposable one. They're cheap bullshit. And after I broke my third fork trying to cut it, cut the fucking skin off, I gave up. I took got like a bite or two of it. Uh, maybe three or four, and then I was done. And since I was still hungry, uh, and I knew that I might have uh, issues eating that, and so might not have a meal to eat, uh, and as I mentioned, we don't really have a lot of food in the house right now, I brought an Ensure Shake to work, uh, Ensure Plus. Um, we have them around the house uh, because my wife buys them for me occasionally, even though I tell, them, tell her not to. Uh, back when I was really sick, I drank a lot of them. It kept me alive, and so she thinks it's a good idea to keep them around the house to keep, keep weight on me, so to speak. Um, so I threw it in my bag and went to work. I looked online and they said most people can have this particular one called Ensure Plus. It's just like 350 calories of bullshit in, the, in, a, in a bottle. Um, but I figured bad calories were better than no calories. Uh, and so either the little, I'm either I missed a little bit of skin on the piece, three or four bites of chicken I have, or I'm one of the few people that can't have Ensure Plus because I had issues today. I'm still having them. They're not horrible. It's kind of like a three on the scale, of one to ten. But it's the first time I've had a stomach issue in several weeks. So I'm pretty sure it has to be one of those two. And I'm kind of upset about it because I can't even have or fucking insurance. Or it insurance. could be the combination of the two. Like I would generally lean towards real food being better for your body. So I would say the barbecue chicken probably shouldn't have been the problem unless you were just like pounding like eight drumsticks that were just dripping in barbecue sauce right i barely and they even had light barbecue sauce on it in the day then they gave you a little uh, packet of baby raised barbecue sauce so i don't think it was that and i also only had three or four bites before i got frustrated with the entire process and gave up i'm 90 percent sure it's the insurer um but yeah that's what i would say and I, I finally found what i was looking at for oatmeal so like the problem with oatmeal is it's not the best for your body to actually digest and absorb the, the nutrients. Mm. So the, the only way that you should really be eating it is to ferment it overnight with either yogurt or vinegar. Oh, and I can't do either of those. Vinegar sounds fucking gross. Uh, and uh, I can't have yogurt anymore, which bums me out because I like yogurt. Um, but it's a no-no. Even like a true like Greek yogurt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yogurt is, is supposed to be is is a uh, pretty bad. Uh, look it up. I'm pretty sure that's uh, it's just all yogurts. I like Greek yogurt too. Yeah, I. Hmm. I don't <laughs> necessarily know if I I buy that. Well, I mean, you know, it is what it is. Uh... <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's. Uh... <laughs> it's it's just like everything else. It, they tell you two different things. Uh... To do like as soon as I type it up, is Greek yogurt good for IBS? Eating yogurt can help alleviate uh, irritable bowel syndrome since yogurt has probiotics or good bacteria, which helps put healthy bacteria into your gut. But yogurt, yogurt is also on some lists of foods to avoid if you have IBS. 
So it just said yes and no in the same fucking sentence. I don't, it's so hard to try to figure out what's going on, dude. I'm, yeah. <laughs> Jay, copy down yeah. this address I put into the chat. Uh -huh. This will tell you how to cook oatmeal the right way. Yeah. Give it a try sometime. Like you still may be okay. We know how much you love your oatmeal. <laughs> well, and, and one thing is basically, as it turns out, I have only one, one or two days a week to experiment with shit like this. I can't take chances when I'm uh, at work of having these issues anymore. It's gotten me in a fair amount of trouble. I'm gl actually glad that I have a actual medical thing to show them because my bosses have gotten upset with me on occasions because there's days where I, where I have to ask for a bathroom break every couple, every hour or two. You know, I have my, my set breaks times when they come and relieve me, but occasionally I call up and say, yeah, someone needs to give me a break right now. And that's not a good time for anybody. So I'm actually glad to have it uh, figured out in that aspect too, because it affected my work too, which means I can't afford to take chances on anything I can eat on a work day. If I'm going to try something I'm not sure of, it has to be on my day off. Well, this is a perfect time then. You have your day off coming. Yep. Like, try to cook some, some oatmeal this way. See how it works for you. Again, if you want to add in some peanut butter, that's fine. Like, I will say that I normally would not have people eating a bunch of oatmeal, but if it's something that you will actually eat, like, in the morning, like, go ahead and do that. Like, we just need to make sure that you're actually getting calories and they're not yeah. coming from bullshit like Ensure Shakes when we have other options out there that would be good for you. Right, right. And, and I know Ensure is a bullshit uh, source of calories. But my strategy was empty calories and bullshit calories are better than zero calories. Um, but what are you going to do? Shit, look at the Which time, is dude. True. <laughs> Which is true. Like that stuff yeah. is better than not having anything at all. It's just you need to better plan these things so that doesn't become the choice. Right. They're very true. I cannot argue with you on that. Well, shit, dude, look at the time, dude. We kind of uh, went over without even meaning to. Hey, you got anything you want to cover before uh, we wrap things up, dude? I don't want to cut you off. No, I, I only have the, the two things that I generally have. Okay, well, in that case, I'd like to thank the OG Army for showing up. You guys are the show. We couldn't do it without you. Uh, my co-host, Dalton, as well. Yeah, I appreciate it, big guy. Um, don't forget to join us tomorrow at six o'clock when we're going to have Serena De Jesus, uh, Invicta fight on, uh, she's always a good time. I believe she's going to come over and tell us what punk ass bitches we are. So be prepared. Uh, what do you got, Dalton? Number one, it is after seven o'clock, which means the UFC coverage starts right now for the most exciting fight night in the history of fight nights. Fuck, I'm not going to watch that shit. <laughs> I do not blame you, sir. And number two, fuck all y'all. You guys have a good night. We'll see everybody tomorrow at six. Screw you, hippie.